Hi, I'm Jen DeVore Richter, Business Breakthrough Specialist. The question women business owners are always asking is how do I build a profitable business I love? How do I build a business that generates the income I desire by leveraging my influence to make an impact? We're going to shed light on the truth about what it really takes to be successful on this episode of Boss Women Rock Success Secrets. Welcome back to the Boss Women Rock Success Secrets Show. This is your host, Jen DeVore Richter, and today I'm joined by Lana Tolbert from Lionro Metal Roofs. This is a fascinating story. Lionro Metal Roofs is a 60-year-old family-owned business. Okay, so number one, number one and two, right off the bat, 60-year-old business and number two, family-owned, and you guys haven't killed each other yet. <laughs> And, but you are such an inspiration, Lana. I mean, from a lot of different ways, from being a female in a predominantly historically male-dominated industry and just being the, the CEO of a company where you have your husband that works there, your sister-in-laws, and all these people. I just can't imagine the family dynamics. But you are an inspiration and above and beyond that, just because you're an awesome person. I know you personally, uh, you're my client. I know you, I know how wonderful, wonderful and generous you are. Um, but really what we want to get across today and what you told me you want to share with the, the women in business that are listening to this episode are that you are in a position to create your life and inspire the lives of others by being, you know, I think just a great example. So welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. All right. So let's get into the nitty gritty, the good, the bad, the ugly <laughs> of, <laughs> number, of uh, running a family owned business that's been around for 60 years. What is the, what are some of the lessons that you learned? Well, you learn deep breathing techniques right away. <laughs> Remember, you also love these people, yeah. <laughs> but uh, mostly it's good. Uh, my dad founded the company and um, my dad and I had a great relationship. We could process through anything and, um, you know, come out okay. Sometimes one or the other of us would storm away from the job or whatever, but then you could come back and work it out. Um, so that was probably the most volatile <laughs> of all of the relationships. Um, and then my now husband, uh, actually, I actually hired him to be the general manager years before we got married. And so um, that was an interesting shift because we were friends and business partners. And then all of a sudden we were married and we're like, oh, now we have to come home and look at each other. <laughs> can't imagine you know sometimes my husband comes with me like on speaking gig trips and stuff like that when he's off work or whatever and um you know he's like well why don't you do it this way or why don't you do it that way and so I can't imagine how interesting the dynamics are working working with your family but I love that you said you know you just have to remind each other that we love each other we give each other grace we have patience and at the end of the day you're still family okay so we are going to share three actionable takeaways for our listeners and the first actionable takeaway that you want to share is to define the why and what you want, the life you want to create. Now, it sounds like you wanted to have a business where you work with your family and you work with your husband. Is that really what you wanted or did you just stumble into it? Well, um, I mostly stumbled into it. I mean, um, 
I grew up working in the business and I actually have a degree. I graduated Kuma Sumwade from college. <laughs> and um, one of my projects in college was to write a marketing campaign for the stone-coated steel roofing market that was just, just emerging in, in the United States. And uh, after I graduated, I worked at a ranch. That was a real great use of my degree. <laughs> I can see why, how it could be applicable. Yeah. <laughs> our ranches are businesses, you know? Yeah, I mean, they are. They're big businesses. I was a wrangler on the ranch. But, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I, my dad invited me to come back and work, and I was going to work about five years and then move on to whatever it was I was going to be in life, you know? Yeah. And, uh, five years has turned into almost 35 years now. So I literally did stumble into it. I'm learning that a business is a vehicle and it's a vehicle to do a lot of great and amazing things. And when you're a business owner, you have a lot more opportunities than when you're just an employee. I am definitely an entrepreneur at heart. And so if it wouldn't have been this business, it would have been something else. I love that. So you like, you have a vision of your life. I can imagine you riding your horses as a wrangler on a ranch. And so one of my favorite shows is Yellowstone. So I'm like picturing you <laughs> and you know, you're, you're just, the wind was, you know, blowing in your hair and you have this like sense of freedom. And really that's like a really good symbol for entrepreneurship. There is freedom, but also at the same time, sometimes it can feel like you're wrangling wild horses, <laughs> you know, and there's just, and there's a lot especially going on. Family. Oh, <laughs> yeah, especially your family, right? You know, so there's just a lot, uh, there's a lot going on and there is a lot to deal with and a lot to manage, sometimes craziness. But at the end of the day, it does give you the freedom. What contribution are you making in your business, with your family members and with, with your employees and the people in the world around you? The most obvious one is we do beautiful rows. And so it's really fun to pour into a person's life by making their house prettier, nicer, uh, worth more money, and the peace of mind that our roofs give, that they can go and have their lives. They can travel and do the things they like to do and not worry about, oh my gosh, we had a hailstorm and I'm gonna have holes in my roof. So that's the most obvious contribution is, and it's, it's really fun to drive around and go, oh, we did that roof. Oh yeah, we did that roof. You know, it's fun to see that we've, we've added in a tangible way to somebody's life. And then me as a person, I like to help people be the best that they can be. And so it's fun to offer, you know, we have lifetime people that have worked for us, but we're also a springboard for people to move on to things that they're really created to be. And I enjoy that aspect of being a springboard, helping people learn something they may not have known about themselves, maybe being a season of encouragement for somebody, and then let them go do what they're destined to do. Okay, so you have had employees that have been with you for a very long time. And I know that recruiting top talent and retaining top talent is a very common problem that business owners have. And it seems like to me that it's getting even harder when there are so many shiny distractions. There are so many ways to work now, especially with remote working. What is some tangible advice that you would give to a business owner who is looking to 
recruit and retain top talent in their business so that they can provide the top level quality of service that you do? I think the biggest thing is, is to treat people as people. Like um, I couldn't do this without the guys that install for us. To me, they're not resources or talent, they're people. Does that make sense? Yeah. And to find out what it is that they want to do in life and things that, that they're interested in doing and to find out a price point, you know, what do they want to make? What do they expect to make? And then show them ways of how to do that or the way we pay and things it's totally doable to keep progressing and to, to make more money and to have more time. And so I think the biggest thing is to treat people as people, find out who they are, find out what it is. We've done things like the deal you can take about what your love language is, mm -hmm. actually converted that. And so some people really like to get, you know, like the little Halloween treat bag. And it's amazing that that Halloween treat bag is like somebody else getting a $5,000 bonus. Right. And, just learning to, to speak the language, meet the people where they are, and to make it fun to work work here and to be loyal to them as they're loyal to us. Yeah, so you're talking about the, uh, yeah, the love languages. Some people like acts of service. Some people like encouraging statements. Some yeah. people like touch. Some people, you know, being there, experience, just time spent with them, listening to them. So taking that and translating it into your employees, that's, that's really great advice. I've actually never heard that before. That's really very good. What would you like to convey to the, the female business owners that are listening right now about holding the vision that they have for their life and for their business in their mind and committing for the long-term success? Because it's not by accident that your business that your dad started has been around for 60 years or that you've been working in it for 35 or you don't just go decade by decade by decade with that happening on accident. You have got to be intentionally acting on purpose and with purpose and with intention probably every day to keep, to keep that going and to not feel burnt out or stressed out. I mean, you might have moments, I'm sure you do where you're burnt out and stressed out, but what is, what is some encouraging word of advice that you could give to a business owner who right now is listening to this and they're like 60 years, 35 years, there's, I can't make it through the next year. This is just the first <laughs> year of my life. You know, like what is some encouragement that you would want to share with them right now? Well, one of my favorite quotes ever is from Bob Proctor. And it's, if you can hold it in your head, you can hold it in your hand. And it's all about that. It's all about connecting to what it is that you want. And to create a picture, like write it down, get emotional about it, you know. Here's a good example. Bruce, my husband, is a photographer. He likes to do that as a hobby. And uh, I went with him on his last trip. And it's like really hard what he's doing. And I'm like, how could we make this better? And so we talked about it. And then we began picturing a camper, a pull behind camper, and how long it needed to be and what it needed to have. And so then we held that in our head. And voila, now we have it in our hand. We got it yesterday. <laughs> and so that's just an example. You can do that with all kinds of things. You know, um, maybe you're trying to get some award or maybe you're trying to hire just the right person. Hold, hold that idea of what you want in your head and, and just believe into it, lean into it, and it's going to come. Yes, what the mind can believe, the mind can achieve, Napoleon Hill says. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a big believer in that. And I'm uh, right now I'm trying to manifest a 26-foot-long RV to be parked in my driveway. <laughs> my husband and I, we've already been out shopping and I'm, I'm RV shopping and all that stuff. Yeah. 
And my husband says, we don't, I don't even have a truck to pull that thing. I said, well, that's the thing that you're going to manifest. So we have a yeah. truck. So. <laughs> okay, right. That's right. Yeah. We don't even, we only have SUVs and a Subaru Outback. Like we don't even have something big enough yet. So yeah. we're working on, but yeah, that, you know, it is true. And it's, it's in true and it's true in your business. What kind of employees do you want? What kind of clients do you want? What kind of life do you want? And you don't need to settle for second best and you don't need to settle for frustration and you don't need to settle for feeling unappreciated or undervalued or feeling like you're not really using your gifts and talents to make an impact on the world. If you just really stop and think about what it is that you want and then start to take the actions to make it happen. I think that's really great advice, Lana. Well, I think one of the hardest things I still practice learning is remember you're the business owner and the business doesn't own you. You know, if you wanted just a job and busy work, you could go be an employee. And so that's the exciting thing about the creativity part of owning the business. That's right. Yes. And you know, this is, this is a struggle of business owners. Every, I talk to hundreds of them every year and the, the big struggle is, well, how do I do that? And also feeling like, you are the only person that can do the things in your business to your level of quality or your level of um, standard or whatever. But really just being in your zone of genius in the business is going to benefit you. It's going to benefit your clients. It's going to, what it, you know, it's going to benefit the whole entire experience. Um, if you're happy, your clients will be happy. Your employees will be happy. And you know, that it just, it, it makes common sense, but sometimes it's hard for us to actually do it. Yeah. So how do you get, all of your family members who are also, you know, some of them are part owners in your company, some of them are employees. How do you get them on board with the type of company that you want to build? <laughs> Remember the deep breathing thing at the beginning? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A lot of deep breathing and patience. I mean, uh, some of them are all about newness and change and um and you know they're just all in instantly some of them come a little more kicking and screaming okay. <laughs> think about family is they have to come one way or the other <laughs> that's good yeah um so you know it's just that same thing is it's just having patience whether they're related or not related just having patience and casting that vision you know we're going to be a company committed to excellence and we're gonna be a company that's gonna push personal growth. And we're gonna be a company that's gonna push good communication. And if, if that doesn't fit for them, and some, sometimes it doesn't fit for people, and so they move on. But sometimes it can be a great blessing to people, so. Yeah, you know, it's, I think uh, one of the lessons that I've learned as a business owner is usually in your business, when you're feeling challenged or, you know, pushed, that's a good thing because that means that you're growing. You're growing as a person. And I think being a, a business owner is one of the best personal development tools that I've ever experienced. <laughs> it's kind of a sink or sit, swim kind of thing. <laughs> I mean, it's like you have got to train yourself to get up and do it when you don't want to, you know, like, oh, I just feel like laying in bed today. I don't really feel like doing that. Or I just feel like taking, uh, you know, and you've got to get up and do it because no one is going to pay you if you don't show up and do the work, right? And so it's a, it's a good training ground for personal responsibility, growth, and development, I think, for yeah. sure. All right. Well, Lana Tolbert, thank you so much for joining us on the Boston Wind Rock Success Secrets Show. If you are in the market for a metal roof, 
Uh, her company is based in Colorado, but she serves the surrounding area. And she has a free gift for you. There is a free roof buyer's guide that you can download off of their website that will help you save time and money when you're buying a metal roof. You can go to www.lionro.com, L-I-A-N-R-O.com, and download that. And there's also a certificate worth $347 for a free roofing inspection, which is a great value. So thank you for inspiring us today, Lana. Great to have you on the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Did you know that chasing after clients and opportunities one at a time is a waste of time and money? I know it sounds crazy because we're so used to hearing about cold calling, networking groups, or just getting your name out there. And while those tactics can be important in some businesses, I want to share the secrets with you that will revolutionize the way that you look at your future as a marketer or a brand. So what is the best way to attract clients and opportunities to you? It's attraction marketing. The big idea here is to stop randomly running from networking event to networking event or from random marketing tactic to random marketing tactic. You just need a process set up to attract people to you like a magnet and have more fun doing it. For that reason, I have created the Boss Woman Rock magazine, which is a nice compliment to this podcast and absolutely free. You can subscribe for free today at bosswomenrockmagazine.com.